such an iconic line. Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in and listen to me talk about movies. (laughs) So come on in, come on in, and thank you for listening. As always, please be sure to check out my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle where I post my reviews about different things. I post about announcements. I usually post my uh, next episode on there, what I'm going to be talking about. And it's just a great way for you to connect with me and stay up to date with everything with the Movie Bugle. And then if you want to help this channel grow, there's a link on that page that takes you to all the different ways you can listen to the Movie Bugle which is actually available right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, I know in the next coming weeks, I'm trying to get it on a few other platforms, but submitting shows to those is just a process. So that's what I'm currently working on. But anyways, you can also donate on there. You can donate to the channel. Any money that is given would be help, uh, will be help to continue the growth of the Movie Bugle Podcast. Not really necessary. Um, I do this for fun. So, but I wanted to give that avenue because I did have someone reach out to me and say, how can I help? So anyways, what have you guys all been watching? What have you guys been watching? There's so much content. It's, it's kind of interesting because we, you know, I keep saying this, but you know, we're, we're in this parallelogram, which seems to be coming to an end soon because, um, they just announced that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. So I'm pretty sure by midsummer, we're going to be back to somewhat normal, but there's a lot of content, you know, there's, uh, from the last year in 2020, when they pushed all the movies back, there's a lot of movies coming out this summer that was supposed to come out last summer or last fall or last spring that they pushed back to this summer. So we have a lot of content, whether it's going to be in theaters or it's going to be on streaming or both. So I did an episode not too long ago that talks about everything that's coming out. And but since then, there's been even more stuff announced. So be sure to check out, you know, my previous episodes of the Movie Bugle podcast. But anyways, what have you guys been watching on this episode? I want to talk about this movie Spiral. Spiral is the next chapter in the Saw franchise. But before we talk about that, this is going to be somewhat of a mild, actually, no, it's going to be a spoiler talk, but I'm going to leave the spoiler or the twist to the end. Um, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, the movie, my overall thoughts about it. I'll talk about some things with Saw leading up to it. Um, and then if you do want to watch it, I'll let you know at what point to pause it. That way you can go and watch it and then come back and finish this episode. But let's talk Saw. Saw. (laughs) You know, Saw is... Saw was that move... Okay, so the original Saw came out in 2004. And it seemed like they had a bajillion movies. (laughs) But no, for real. They had... I want to say... They had a total of eight movies. Uh, Spiral would make it the ninth movie in the franchise. Um, But... The first Saw originally came out in 2004. And to be completely honest with you, I did see all of them. They came out every year between 2004 and 2010. And then they had a movie called Jigsaw that came out in 2017. I don't know if I actually seen that one. Um, I have to go back and I have to rewatch it again just to see 
Now, I like okay. So, just as a just as a as a thing, I like I said, I love all types of movies. Um, I may not watch every single movie, but I do love all types of movies. You know, horror is one of those movies where I like the I don't really deal with like the spirits and like, the demonic possessions and all the stuff like that. I don't really deal with those. Um, it's a little bit too real for me. But a good slasher movie every now and then, you know, <laughs> that could just be the, the sick and twisted uh, part of my mind. But, um, yeah, I love, you know, I love a good horror movie every now and then. And I think that sometimes when the horror movie allows you to think or it has a good like storyline to it, you know, movies is, is about good storytelling. No matter what genre it is, it can be a superhero movie, a horror movie, a romantic story. As long as it has a good storyline behind it, I feel like all of the sequences in the movie, you know, can be justified. So for me, a good horror movie is not just one that's there. It doesn't really make any sense. Every every choice that's done in the movie is done. You know, you know, you have those movies where you're watching it and you're like, why does she go that way? Clearly, safety is right, but she clearly ran left. <laughs> You know, why, why does she run back upstairs when, she, you know, the door was right there and, you know, the killer is coming. So uh, those get kind of annoying. And I, I think that there's been movies that poke fun at those stereotypes, but a good, you know, a good horror movie or a good suspenseful movie is one, you know, that keeps showing your toes that, you know, that actually makes you scared to actually, you know, have really good jump scares or, you know, it's just one of those movies that makes you think and I would I can honestly say that I remember watching the first Saw movie that came out yes you know Saw has also been referred to as like torture porn because it is there's a lot of gore there's a lot of blood there's a lot of you know all of that stuff in it but with the with the first Saw the you know if you remember the first Saw you know it was the two guys that was locked in you know in that bathroom thing and basically the premise of Saw is you had a killer that gave its victims a, ch a choice. He was like, I want to play a game. And basically he would give you a scenario that you were trapped in or you were stuck in and you had a way out to live, but you had to, you know, you know, harm yourself or bring harm to someone else. And it was a lesson. And I think that's the reason why. Uh, the first, I would say the first couple of Saw's work, you know, I, like I said, I've seen all of them, but I I think I checked out after the third one because to me the first three was like a trilogy. Um after that it was because it was so popular the studio just kept making Saw movies and then they did tie together, but it wasn't the same as the original three. And I think the killer, uh the, the original the original jigsaw killer, uh John Kramer, he actually dies in the third one. Spoiler alert. Um but you know, I think after that, that's why I pretty much checked out and I saw them just to see them. But it wasn't it wasn't the same as the original three. But yeah, so the first one, you know, you have the two guys sitting in the bathroom thing and they're trying to figure out why they're there and they, they go back and forth. And, you know, every every situation that they're in or the people that are in, they have a choice. You know, one of the guys, he realizes, you know, there's like a little chainsaw there or like a little saw thing. And um, the entire time he's trying to cut like the the chain uh, off his foot, but he quickly realizes that the whole purpose is there is for him to cut his foot off to to get out. And, you know, he does it, you know, towards the end of the movie. 
but you know, some things happen. But the big twist at the end, and now weren't like like I said, the spoiler talk for Spiral is what I'm gonna preview to you. I mean, you know, Saw came out 2004, so if you if you haven't seen Saw at this point, then you don't want to see it. But anyways, the, the big twist at the end was the killer, the, the jigsaw killer was actually in the room with them the entire time. Um, but they had, you know, they set it up where you didn't know. I, mean, I remember watching it and when they actually showed the big reveal, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it was crazy. So, you know, it's, he always had a, a reason for these captures and, you know, these quote unquote games, you know, he would put people in these situations to where, it was there to teach you a lesson where if, you know, if he was a liar, you know, he would put something where maybe you have to cut off part of your tongue. If you was a thief, he would put you in a situation where you may have to cut off your hand. Not, you know, not justifying his actions, just bringing, you know, reasoning behind it. But he always put people in a situation where if they wanted to live, you know, they would make those hard choices and get out. More times than not, people didn't. Um, because they didn't want to bring harm to themselves. Um, there was only one person that I could think of who actually did, and she actually became an accomplice, and that that's what led to the second and third movie. So it was very interesting. But um, yeah, Saw was one of those movies. I think it led to Hostel coming out. Uh, Hostel was another torture porn movie uh, where you just saw people being tortured, and that premise of that movie was very, very different. But you know, we had, you know, uh, a slew of horror movies coming out back to back. And it's always good to go to the theaters and just see like a good a good horror movie. So that's what I did with Spiral. Uh, and let's talk about Spiral real quick. So now, like I said, this is still the non-spoiler part. I'm just going to give you the premise of Spiral really quick. Um, a criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral the terrifying new chapter in the book of Saul. So basically, you know, it's starring, you know, Chris rocks, uh, Samuel Jackson is in it. And, you know, it's, it is in the world of Saul, but it's like years later. Um, I don't know if it's like 20, 30 years or whatever the case may be, but it's in that they do uh, reference the jigsaw killer. Um, his name is John Kramer in the movie, but it's one of those things where it doesn't really play into the events of the original Saul's. Um, it's later on and um, yeah so you know I remember seeing this trailer I want to say last year it was supposed to come out last year um, and then obviously you know the pandemic happened and then uh, they pushed it back we didn't know what was going to happen to it but Spiral is one of those movies where you have to go to theaters and see it um, it is released under Lionsgate and if you remember from a few episodes ago where I talked about how you can watch certain movies and which studios are going to be putting movies into theaters and which movies are going to be going to like streaming or both Lionsgate seems like one of those uh, studios where you have to go to the theaters and watch it. So that's what I did. I went to the theaters and um, the based on the booking of the theater you know it was packed but they block off so many seats that there was barely anyone in there but yeah i had the chance to go to the theaters and see it and i will say overall i did have a good time with the movie um it wasn't as scary as the previous films um the first one still is a classic to me um and it's interesting saying like you know a horror movie is that well you know there are actually a lot of horror movies that are classic so i will say the first salt is a classic uh, to me. 
Um, this movie gave it, I guess, all like the black experience. You know, anytime you have like Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson or Chris Rock being Chris Rock, they're going to bring that black experience. And I will say there were lines in the movie where if it was a packed theater, because there were people in there, you know, you know, Chris Rock would say something and then people would laugh. It wasn't a comedy, but, you know, it's those situations where, you know, he'll say certain things and, you know, it's you'll get a reaction out of it. So I can tell that. You know, this is one of those movies that was written, you know, to be seen with the audience full of people. You know, Chris Rock did his thing. Um, he did have definitely have some of his iconic, you know, Chris Rock jokes in it. His Well, I would say that his type of jokes and, you know, Samuel L. Jackson had his type of jokes and his type of lines in it, you know, as well. The kills weren't too bad. So if you are worried about, you know, is this is this like is this torture porn? slightly but you know like i said the original ones were i in my opinion a little bit uh worse as far as like the gore there were gore in this um like i said as you know it is in the book of saw um but it's not as bad as like the original one so i would give this movie i would say maybe a solid between 6.5 7 out of 10 um, there were stuff with it. And I think when we go into the actual spoiler part in just a second, you know, I will give a reasoning behind, you know, I scored it there, but I would say overall, if you are looking for something to go watch, if you're looking, if you've seen any of the previous Saw movies, um, if you are a fan of those, you know, if you're just looking for something, that's just, you know, let's just get back to the movie theaters and just watch something. Definitely go check out Spyro. Now, with that being said, this is the part of the podcast where I would say if you don't want to be spoiled, pause it, go watch it and come back if you've already seen it or if you don't mind being spoiled. This is your warning to leave. <laughs> I'm trying to give people an opportunity because I don't want to hear any. Oh, you know, I listened to your podcast, Justin, and you spoiled it. And now I don't want to. go. No, no, no. You you have plenty of time. I'm still ranting about it because I want people to the pause this podcast <laughs> and go and watch the movie if you want to go watch it anyways let's talk about the plot twist in this movie because okay so basically how should i jump into this because i i'm still trying to wrap my head around it i don't know if this was a good idea um i don't know if actually no i do know i think that Okay, so movies are meant to be, you know, they're they're an artist piece, you know, they're, you know, they're made to sometimes they're made just for pure entertainment. Sometimes they're made to make you think um, they're made to tell the truth about a situation. Um, and no matter what genre it could be, you know, there could be a message behind that movie. And I definitely feel like there's a message in that movie. Um, that was clearly written when the plot twist came out at the very, very end. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I, I sort of walked away from the movie and I was just kind of like, hmm, I, this was a bold choice. This was a bold uh, statement. And I feel like it can be very controversial um, just because of the state of the world that we're in right now. You know, another movie that I feel this way about is like the Purge movie. I think once you get beyond like the first purge movie and you start getting to like, you know, where they're doing it inside the cities, you know, there's a clear message as to why these purge movies are being made. 
Um, well, I'll talk about that one in another because there's another Purge movie coming out later this summer and we'll probably talk about that then. But anyways, let's talk about the plot twist in the Spiral movie. Now, if you've seen the movie or if you just want to know what I'm rambling about, basically the very, very end. So you have Chris Rock. He is, you know, a detective. He's not the killer, by the way. Uh, but Chris Rock, he's a detective. He is assigned um, this new partner um, who's a young person in the force. And all of a sudden, these killings start to happen. And the killings are going on. And they're, they're targeting police. They're targeting a specific precinct. Um, and with each new kill, you learn more of a backstory as to what. Now, they kept the same premise as to like they were going after specific people who have done something wrong. And that's the thing with Saul. Like, so basically with Jigsaw, even in the original ones, he would go after people who, if you know, you are, you were, uh, not necessarily like a, like a, you know, like a murderer or something like that, but you were deceitful. You lied to people. You were a con artist. You were this, you were that. And it was there to teach people a lesson. This movie, you know, did sort of the same thing. It went after specific people who were involved you know, in cases back in the day where they were, they got off or, you know, they were, they did something wrong with no consequences and stuff like that and put into these quote unquote games where honestly they could have gotten away if they wanted to. But I also feel like there was a line there where you really, you know, you couldn't have walked away from that. You know, it was, you know, there was one kill in it where basically she had to one of the one of the, uh, the ladies well, the main she was like the, the, the chief over everyone or the lead detective or whatever the case may be when she got captured and she was put into her situation on the tape. It pretty much said, you know, in order for you that so she's laying down, she has like this little piece of paper over her face and the killer says you, you know, in a second, this hot wax is going to come pouring over your face and the only way for you to stop the wax is for you to sever your spine now you'll live but you won't be able to walk you know stuff like that and i think that you know it's, it's situations where they put people in where it's kind of like you know people they can't really live so i don't know i think you know halfway throughout the movie i did realize that this was a revenge thing like someone close to these people because it wasn't going after everyone it was going after specific people and uh these uh these these consequences or these quote unquote games um, were was a re like a revenge. So that's what I started to realize. Now, the good thing that I will say about this spiral movie is it did keep you on your feet because you're trying to figure out who the killer is. I did call it before they revealed it, but I had two other people in mind. Uh, well, I would say one other person really. And then when that person got found himself in the situation, I was like, okay, it's not him. But when the actual killer found himself in a situation, I was like, nah, I feel like this is this is fake. And I was right. <laughs> so basically, uh, like I said, this is a spoiler, um, but basically Chris Rock's new partner, his, you know, the, the young force, the young guy on the force uh, ended up being the killer. And I remember when he died, well, when he was put into a situation earlier on in the movie they never really showed his his killing they never showed his game they only showed like the very beginning of it but they never showed the game so that was like a dead giveaway to me that like all right i feel like that one was different everyone else they showed even if they flashed back and showed that after it may have happened 
you know, they showed their their game and how they didn't survive it. But uh, the reason why I gave this movie a 6.5 out of 7 is because, you know, I feel like the whoever wrote this movie was pretty much saying, let's, you know, let's target the police who who are able to get away with, you know, being bad cops. And I think they even said a line in it. You know, it was like, we're, I think Chris Rock was like, so we're killing cops now? And the killer was like, no, just the bad ones. And for me, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, Chris Rock is black. Samuel Jackson is black. I'm a black man. So I think that the point of view of this movie is from a black perspective in that. And, you know, let's, t- let's talk about that for a second. And, you know, this is just me commentating on this movie, not as a society as a whole. So, you know, this is not my viewpoint or anything like that at all. I'm just commentating on the movie that, that I, I saw. And I think that, you know, that's a, that's a message. That's a very bold message to put out there to let's target police who are corrupt. You know, and I, I think that when you put messages out there to people who are like that, you know, it doesn't really bring, you know, the the necessary change that we need, <laughs> I would say, in society. And I think that's what sort of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, as a movie, it was cool. It was great. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, it didn't have a lot of jump scares for me. Um, but, you know, it did have its moments. But I think the overall message of the movie sort of just caught me off guard. And I was just like, this is, you know... This is this was very bold. And I like I said, I walked away from it and I was just kind of like, huh, okay. So they went there. Um, they did leave it open for you know for more movies to come. And I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know if they're gonna make any more, but they did leave it wide open for a sequel, um, for more movies. So I don't know. It was it was just interesting because I'm just th- I'm just sitting here thinking, like, okay, you know. They they went after like these specific police officers. Um, basically, the the crime was the the killer was his dad was a witness to I guess a murder or something like that, and he was twelve years old. And this one corrupt cop came to his house and was questioning you know his father and was like you know hey are you gonna do this are you gonna testify are you gonna do this and the father was like yes I'll testify, and then the cop shot him. And then when Chris Rock came running around the corner, like, well, yo, what happened? What happened? He was like, oh, the witness pulled a gun on me. And the the boy, you know, he was 12 years old at the time. Chris Rock, you know, he walks into the house. He sees the boy. The boy is hiding. And he tells the boy to be quiet and don't say nothing. Um, so the killer never was going. He was he was never going after Chris Rock because he even told him, said, you know, you've been protecting me since I was a little kid. He never had a vengeance against him, but he had a vengeance against everyone else in the precinct who helped cover up his dad's murder. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was watching the movie, I noticed that these killings were not just games like the original Jigsaw killer. They were more of a vengeance, you know, and I remember like I had to go back and rewatch a little bit of like the first three Saw movies just so I can refresh my mind talking about this and Jigsaw, he did put everyone in a situation where you could have survived. You were definitely going to hurt yourself or you were definitely going to hurt someone else. But it was a true test. His prodigy, uh, one of his one of his victims, her name was Amanda, actually was one of the few people who survived. And he took her under like his wing and 
showed him his quote unquote business. And he even put her in another test because she started putting people into games that was unwinnable. Like she was doing vengeance stuff as well. And he was like, that's not the whole point of this. The whole point is to teach people a lesson, whether or not they want to survive or whether or not they walk away from it. That's their choice. But this is a whole, this is supposed to be a test. And I think with this new one, with the spiral, with the killer from this one, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to, I'm thinking back in my mind is, was there any in these situations where people could have gotten away, you know, they, they could have survived it. And I think that if they really, really, really wanted to, yes, but I feel like they would have eventually died. Like the first guy who died, um, he had, he was, I guess, trapped with his tongue because the whole purpose was he lied so many times on the So he was a cop, a cricket cop who lied, you know, so many times on the stand to, I guess, put people away. So he was tied up in the in this railroad system with a train heading towards him. And the only way for him to get out was for him to jump off this platform, which would have severed his tongue and um, he would have been able to escape. But I feel like the way that he was hooked up, if, you know, he would have severed his tongue, he would have took off part of his face. So he still would have died. You know, like there was another one in there where the guy had all uh, his fingers attached to this situation where like this machine was supposed to rip off his fingers. And I, I forgot the reason why he was in there. But, if, you know, if he would have ripped, if he would have, uh, the way he died was there was a piece of copper wire, you know, and there was water filling up the bathtub. And once the, once the copper hit the water, he got electrocuted. But it's in situations where I just feel like, you know, these people didn't really have a chance to live. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, comparing to the original Jigsaw, you know, all of the, the killings in that one, there was a reason why they were put there and they had a chance to get out. And I think that's what made it, you know, the games in there, the first one a little bit better for this one, you know, it was, I don't know. Like I'm still on the fence. Um, like I said, I did enjoy it, but it's, it's that message. It's, it's the message of let's go after the cricket cops. <laughs> you know, I, I think that that argument is a bigger argument that, where we are actually out there trying to fight. We are out there trying to, you know, get people, you know, we are trying, we are living in a broken system. You know, we definitely know that we wasn't screaming black lives matter for no reason. Um, but I think that, you know, making movies like this or making statement pieces like this is a very bold choice. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, if you've seen it, um, please let me know if you haven't seen it and you're still listening, then I'm sorry. I just ruined the whole movie for you, but I know there are people who are like that. You know, they're like, I'm never going to watch it, but just, you know, just tell me about it the way I can live vicariously through you. So I guess I understand, you know, you, know, you have your own choice and you have your own, you know, prerogative with that, but let me know what you think. Um, there are ex a lot of exciting, uh, movies coming out, scary movies coming out this summer. Um, I know that, you know, you have A Quiet Place 2 is coming out. I'm definitely going to be talking about that. I mentioned before the the uh, the Forever Purge is coming out this summer, um, which is interesting. I've seen all the purges. I actually had the opportunity to go in to a screener. I believe I, I told you guys in a previous podcast before for that um, a screener of one of the purges. Um, that was interesting. There's a couple of other movies that are coming out this summer that I want to watch. And like I said, I a slasher movie I can watch. Uh, 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 
killer in a mask i can watch it's the the demons and the spirits and all all that type of stuff that i really can't mess with because it's it just hits too close to home you know it's, it's a little bit too real for me i'm just like nah i'm good <laughs> you can have that but um but yeah if you've seen spiral let me know what you think about it and um we can discuss it so Thank you again for checking out the Movies at Bugle podcast. Please, please, please be sure to check out my Instagram page. If you haven't followed it, please follow it. Please like any of the things I post on there. Please share it and let's grow this channel together. And uh, until next time, I will see you guys later and I'll talk to you soon.